Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, Got an interesting episode for you today. We're on video, as you see, because we're going to look at 
QB performance out of empty sets. And joining me to do that is Sam Hoppen of BetSpurts. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. Thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, our pleasure. Always looking for, for uh, young people bringing in new data analytics ideas. Uh, still a green field. We're deal- dealing yep. here with football. There have been some great efforts out there to try and um, bring data available, which is something I never saw. I'm a baseball guy way back. I started with analytics in okay. the 80s. And, uh, you know, we didn't have NFL, anything like NFL Fastar to yep. derive. So tell us a little bit about that, first of all. That's actually how I got my coding and, and data analytics career started a couple of years ago was following Ben Baldwin uh, and his tutorial on sort of how to use that. And it's really an invaluable resource. I mean, you don't see stuff like that from a ton of other sports, maybe some of the other major sports as well, but to have almost 400 variables uh, in the play-by-play data and to be able to mess around with that. I mean, that team is continually adding more and more data as uh, we'll see in our conversation, some new data that they just added uh, for us to play around and and fiddle around with. Yeah, it's remarkably cool. It's a little tangential and whatnot, but what you have on baseballreference.com, that never existed back in the 80s. Nothing, Nothing like that. I mean, you had the Macmillan Encyclopedia and the sports the sports reference encyclopedia, which was, were printed materials, you, you you'd go to and you and you look for and you know you'd, you'd look through books for data, which was strange. You build yep. tables of data yourself, and and that would be difficult. But uh, uh, it's it's a different world we live in. I this has now been almost ten years, but a colleague at work had a girls' softball team for which she was doing the stats. That team they had a program of entry. That not only would you would you just enter pitch by pitch data as as you went on, which you know that started in about 1989 for Stats Inc. Mm-hmm. You know to, to give you an idea, but you'd enter pitch by pitch for these softball players. It would, it gives you all these stats that I'd never heard of, like <laughs> domination, which is some percentage of first pitch swinging strikes, and I mean yeah. really extreme things. That who needs that for a girls softball team anyway? But the other thing it would do is it would take your game account, and it would give you a printed article describing oh, wow. the game as if you're right. It's very advanced for the time. I thought, wow, that's that really is very impressive. Yeah. I uh, still, that would be a little bit hard, but apparently it, it, it worked off leverage somehow. And it found the key hit of the game was this two run error or whatever. And it would be, you know, be able to put that into a thing. And then it had nicknames for every player you would enter. So it, you know, somebody short, somebody was able to. Yeah. So, that's anyway, pretty, pretty cool. So mm-hmm. let's, I, I didn't mean to derail us here. I really want to talk about QB, no, no problem. QBs out of empty sets here because this is a, a great thing. It obviously uh, uh, affects the Ravens who run out of empty a fair amount. Let's uh, bring up the presentation here. So, Sam, maybe you tell us a little bit about your background as we're going here. How did yeah. you get into sports analytics? I know a lot of people who listen to the show always want to hear that. So I've been, I guess, doing sports analytics since the beginning of 2020. So right around when the pandemic hit, I needed some a way to to spend my my free time. I'll put in quotes <laughs> right now uh, that I wasn't spending commuting or, or hanging out with other friends, and stumbled upon uh, the NFL faster, like I said, and just started doing it and followed a lot of people and really enjoyed doing it. Have been doing my master's in data science at DePaul here in Chicago for the last two-ish years. And we'll be wrapping that up soon. So have been full-time in the industry for just under a year now and have really, really enjoyed it. 
Okay. Well, cool topic. And I think people can probably look forward to more graphs of this sort yes. from you. If they follow you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's just at Sam Hoppen, S-A-M-H-O-P-P-E-N. So yes, plenty of charts now in the future, a lot, a lot during the NFL season as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, outstanding. Let's, let's talk a little bit about QBs from empty sets. Yeah. So like a lot of the charts that I make a lot, this idea came from listening to the athletic football show. They were talking about Russell Wilson coming over to the Broncos and bringing sort of their, his empty package, which is, I think they explained is a little bit different than the normal. And I just wanted to see how other quarterbacks have performed out of the empty formation. So looked at the 2019 through 2021 regular seasons, specifically quarterback expected points added and CPOE, which is completion percentage over expectation using both of the models from NFL faster. And so for those who aren't aware, empty formation is when zero players are lined up in the backfield. I originally had it where it was zero running backs on the field, got some messages after the fact that there was a separate column in the data that had actual formation. So ended up using that in a new chart that I'll be sharing here in a minute. And then just minute uh, filtered it by quarterbacks with at least 50 dropbacks over that span. So go back to the what the, what constitutes an empty formation. That's a, that's a very important distinction. There is that what the defensive coordinator responds to is your original way of doing it. Is right. the number you know he, he he sees thirteen personnel coming on the field when he sees one wide receiver, three tight ends, and and uh, and one wide receiver. Sorry, one receiver, three tight ends, one running back. And, uh, you know, he has to react with his defense, right. not knowing exactly how you're going to line up. So yep. empty is one of the possibilities, obviously. And and what you're counting is the act, what I call the actual formation as opposed to the apparent is, is how you actually line up at the snap, which is an important yep. distinction with motion. Yep. Yeah. And we were talking a bit before the show about whether this includes, you know, jet motion with guys coming across uh, the formation and where they are when it when the ball is snapped but I don't have that level of detail unfortunately but I think that's a probably a small enough subset of the data that it's not going to change things materially for these quarterbacks all right well terrific so minimum of 50 dropbacks this is over the entire span so somebody could have had Correct. 17 each year at the at the kind of the minimum requirement yep yeah all right well, let's yep. take a look at it so it's a little difficult to read here, but I think there are a couple of things that stand out for me. So you've got Lamar Jackson sort of hidden behind uh, formative passer Gardner Minshew up here. And then one of the reasons I really should have noticed that my original chart was broken is that it didn't have Patrick Mahomes in the top right part of the chart, which is where most of, where he shows up most of the time. But the thing that they mentioned on the athletic football show was that Russell Wilson actually hadn't performed that well out of empty. And you can see here, I'm, I'm pointing with my mouse, that he's actually below the median in both of these out of empty. Okay, if we could, let's take a step back and look at the axes sure. on this. I always like to do that whenever I look at a chart. I go, okay, what are we what are we graphing X versus Y here? Yep. E- you have EPA per play on the X axis. And one of the things I notice, I always look for things. Does do they do they add up to zero? 
And so you've got an EPA per play that looks like about 0.1 to 0.2, somewhere in that range. And yep. is that is that because, uh, sorry, it's actually 0 0.0, maybe 0.015, I should say. Is that because the EPA per play of all empty sets is slightly positive relative to all plays? I think so because it, uh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I would venture to guess it is because the defense is, typically going to have five players to actually cover when they're running out of an empty set. So there's, there's more variables to account for there. But, but the other, just from a data perspective, there's also quarterbacks that you've excluded from this chart. Mm. This is only the quarterbacks that met the minimum data standard that are in here. Right. And so they could be the better quarterbacks because they're the starting quarterbacks and some other guys who were in there for a game or two probably weren't as good as the starters Right. might be dragging the total average down. Yeah, that very well could be. And the reason I put the minimum requirements on my charts typically, so they're not totally overwhelmed with 100 quarterbacks showing up on here and just making it a little bit easier to show, again, among the best quarterbacks who is performing the best in these categories. Okay, very good. And then on the left side, I've got completion percentage over expected. And this is one of my bugaboos when you have an expected thing and the thing is not zero. But again, this could be just the quarterbacks yep. that are included. You didn't quite get all of the total snaps. And so the completion percentage over expected, is this all weighted by snaps, by the way? So you don't wait by, quarter, by number of quarterbacks, you wait by the snaps they actually played. Correct. Yes, that is correct. All right. So again, very close to zero. Doesn't certainly endanger the thing. I love these charts in general um, when they're big enough for me to really see, because it, you know, the kind of charts that are that are nice that uh, you know with the quarterbacks anyway, you tend to tend to be able to recognize them with the uniform, or you can try yeah. to figure it out, and that becomes its own little game. But uh, uh, I, it wouldn't work for wide receivers or for running backs or for defensive tackles for sure. Right, and that's again, that's like what I mentioned of trying to make it so there aren't, you know, 50 or, or 60 quarterbacks on there. So you can actually get a look at, you know, identify which quarterbacks are. And I could have put names on there and stuff like that, but figured that the, the headshots was a little bit more aesthetically appealing. All right. So you've got Mahomes over there. Looks like he's almost in a class of his own, along with one other quarterback that I can, is that Russell Wilson? That is, uh, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick, actually, <laughs> right behind him. You're going to have to explain that one to me. But uh, it, it, tell me uh, uh, what your conclusions were from this. So I'll I'll actually flip to the next slide because I think that does a little bit of a better job of explaining sort of my my macro thoughts on, on what we're looking at here is that typically you'll see a lot of the quarterbacks that have the rushing threat do a little bit better. And I, I should add, and something I should have clarified ahead of time is this is EPA per play. So this includes scrambles mm -hmm. as well as passes. It does not include um, designed rushes, but it does include scrambles. So again, like I mentioned, the ability for, excuse me, the, the defense having to key on five different players is Going to, distract, going to distract a lot more defensive players. It may open up some more running lanes for these rushing quarterbacks. So Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes with the two highest EPA per play 
last year. Mahomes doesn't scramble as much, but he's just that good of a passer, as is Aaron Rodgers. I was surprised to see Carson Wentz this high last year, uh, given how poorly he played at times. But the other thing to notice here is that it's not really stable. Year over year, you see quarterbacks jumping around in their performance year to year. You see Jimmy Garoppolo, he's about two-thirds down the, the chart. He was pretty decent in 2019, just terrible in 2020, and then around average in 2021. Lamar Jackson was phenomenal in his MVP season, regressed sort of way down in 2020, and then sort of came back to earth in 2021 as well. Let's let's talk a little bit about Lamar because I kind of want you to explain the the, the entries here. Uh, so so in twenty first of all in twenty nineteen Lamar Jackson had the best year of any of the three years for quarterbacks. But yeah. do, just a technical question: Do you have any way you can make this a little larger or zoom in on a part of a slide? Do you know how to do that within yeah. uh, let PowerPoint? Me, let me actually just pull up the the actual chart itself. And that might be a little, a little easier to see, so I can zoom in here. Yeah, perfect. Is this perfect. a little better? Yeah, absolutely. Even more would be right. good, I think, because we can we've got more width to work with. They are great, and I can always scroll down. Okay, so so we're we're looking at Lamar Jackson, and in 2019, first of all, 99 empty sets. If you think about the number of total offensive plays the team runs in the season, it'll be about a thousand to eleven hundred, and the the Ravens ran a lot that year. Um, but 99 of those were empty sets, so maybe about. Uh, what nine percent of the of the total? Uh, yeah, and each one of those, almost half an expected point added for yeah. every time they ran out of that. And you can kind of see where some of that comes from when you see a nine point oh one percent over his expected completion percentage. I mean, it's it's just phenomenal. I you don't really see an EPA or a C, CPOE that high in many cuts of the data so to see it that high i mean you could you'd understand why he was the mvp that season just looking at that cut of the data okay um and in when you look at this on a on the data you probably get it tossed through or or, or come through to you and i don't even know how, how if you look at the raw data at all but do you notice that um individual players seem to have a lot of instances from single games so maybe if trailing or there's a lot of plays at the end of the half and a team's consistently running empty, do you see that that you know they, they get six or seven or eight consecutive plays that way, and that's where a lot of the value is decided? I haven't looked at that, no. And that's that's an interesting thing that I could look at because it's there's so many details with with all of these as to whether they're even if they're ahead, they they might have some more aggressive defenses that they might mm-hmm. be able to exploit. But this is, there weren't any other constraints that I put on the data outside of whether it was out of empty sets or not. Okay. And, and empty sets is one of the cases where there wouldn't be any reason to believe the offense wasn't trying its hardest to score points as opposed to run out the clock. Right. Right. Because because all your typical run out. And that's what that's the plague of EPA per play is. Yeah. You have you have teams that make very rational choices about whether they want to get the game over, which is one of the goals, or they want to score more points, which is the other major goal. So that's this is a good untarnished, I think, unblemished data from that perspective. 
Right. And that's, I, I know a lot of people are critical of EPA per play, especially at the quarterback level. I think it's a little bit better served as a team level stat because there are more people that contribute to the the overall EPA for the team. But it there are some nuances, like you just mentioned, that could sway things one way or the other. Okay. All right. So uh, just interesting here that Kyler Murray was the best in terms of EPA play, per play out of empty last year. Do you think that's yep. a more natural schoolyard way for him to play football? Obviously, there's been all this talk this offseason about him having additional study hours uh, put in his contract. I Yeah, it's always funny when people mention that now after the fact. I do think it is. It was interesting because when when Cliff Kingsbury got brought on, all the talk around the town was he's going to bring this air raid offense. They're going to spread things wide and they're just going to, you know, chuck it down the field. And that hasn't been the case quite as much at times. And I think it is the best way for, again, some of these rushing quarterbacks to leverage the, the pass catchers that they have and potentially scramble the ball as well. I, you know, to your point about looking at different splits, it would be interesting to see how much of this was driven by his first half of the year performance versus second half of the year, because I know it did tail off a bit towards the end, but the fact that he's been pretty good, you know, exceptional the last two years, it's certainly something that I think the Cardinals could utilize just as much, if not more this year. Okay. One other question that comes to mind, because there's a number that jumps off the page here is Matthew Stafford's 195 plays in 2021. That include postseason or do, is it just regular season? This was just the regular season. Okay. So that would be an interesting question as to how you maybe thought that that happened. Did they have a regular, did they run, just run out of empty a ton? Cause, cause they, Stafford was very comfortable with it. It doesn't seem obvious that that would be something, but that's that's remarkable. Yeah, certainly. And that's, you know, that's a really good point. That's more than he had the previous two years combined. And I think it could account for a couple of things. One, Cam Akers going down so they don't necessarily have a reliable running back that they want to use as much as uh, some of the other teams might. Two is the fact that they had some great weapons as well. They had Cooper Cup. They had... Uh, Robert Woods and then Odell Beckham Jr. And so the Sean McVay offense wanting to use Matthew Stafford and his passing ability, it makes sense why they would want to put him in that situation. Could you scroll down a little bit on this table and yeah. look at the two teams that I'd be interested in, the Redskins and the Eagles, because they have, uh, you know, the, the Eagles in particular have a, have a you know, an offense that's fairly similar with Jalen Hurts. Uh, and I just want to kind of see what their numbers are like. Okay, so, wow. Okay, Taylor Heineke didn't really play much, it doesn't look like, in 2019 or 20, but he had a fair number in 2021. Mm-hmm. He was terrible out of it. The thing I was thinking about running out of empty there is they have backs who often split out wide. In fact, they play a lot of pony with one back split wide and one back in the backfield, and I was just wondering if that would show up, but they were completely ineffective at it. They were, and I'm trying to – I'm wondering if – Jalen Hurts did not Take the meet that criteria yeah. last year. They also did just run the ball a ton last year. They, I mean, their pass rate over expectation was, I believe, around like negative nine or negative 10%. So they were 
certainly running the ball a ton, which is why I would suspect he's not showing up. Okay, here, what? Sorry, go ahead. What, one more thing I'm seeing at the ba- bottom of the uh, at the chart here is Jared Goff had 124 such snaps and 165, which is probably the second highest number in the entire chart when he was with the Rams in 2020. Yep. So it's pro- it, it, it probably is more about the, the Rams offense in general yep. than the, than the uh, yeah. And you can see out of that McVay offense, though he's got a, a positive CPOE, which is, is pretty good in 2021, just absolutely cratered in EPA per play, which again, sort of, sort of lends itself to probably the Lions not being as great of a team mm-hmm. overall and, and helping that out. All right. All right. Well, this is very interesting stuff. Uh, it's always good to see something new here. Any other conclusions you'd have from it? So the the last thing I'll throw up here is just looking at the pass rates out of empty sets. So this is the percent of times when a quarterback actually dropped back to pass, and that includes scrambles as well because they were initially going to pass and then ended up running the ball. You can see at the on the bottom right here, both the Eagles and the Saints actually ran about you know 13%-ish of the time just using designed runs out of empty. So that's, you know, when I first saw the Saints, I was a little confused because Drew Brees and uh, Jameis Winston are not the most mobile quarterbacks, but then you think about Taysom Hill, who is the one that they're lining up in the backfield and, and he's just running at the line out of empty. And then, like I mentioned, the Eagles running a ton with designed rushes from Jalen Hurts as well. Okay, so this this could include some kind of wildcat QB power formations and things like that. The Ravens, as as I recall them running QB power, which they've done a fair amount as a as a key third and two, third and three kind of kind sure. of offense, have have mostly done it with a fullback in the backfield. I think, but I, I may be wrong about that. Maybe they would. They're that is a portion of their empties we're seeing in uh, what is a few percent each year. They seem to have. Yep. Yeah, so it's you see the the teams with the more mobile quarterbacks, though it's not a ton. Again, it's four to five percent for some of these teams rushing the ball out of empty, but it's it's certainly interesting to see these. All right, all right. Well, another fascinating look into uh, uh, some statistics and how how you can look at it. You know, just in your own opinion, how far down this road are we even with what we can do with with nfl faster or fast star whichever you want to call it um how far down this road are we is there another decade of extraordinary findings to come or are data analysts at a point where you really need tracking data to take the next leap in terms of football analytics that's a that's a great question and it's you could think of it two ways whether nfl teams are, are using the analytics versus just sort of football analysts. NFL teams have a, a long ways to go. I think, we, you know, we see this with just some teams not even really having analytics departments. From the public side of things, I do think we are pretty far down the road. PFF is doing a lot of obviously great work with the tracking, tracking data that they have available to them when the big data bowl has come out the last couple of years and they've provided tracking data, people are doing a lot with that to the effect that 
next-gen SaaS is incorporating some of that data as well. But we are, I think, just cracking the surface. And every time I think that, you know, someone's looked at this or someone's looked at that, someone has it. And there are tons of ways to split, you know, split and splice this data that could provide some sort of advantage for a team that they might not have seen and take their game to the next level. All right. Outstanding. And just in your case, Sam, are you looking for a permanent job in football analytics? If you can find it now, you've got one with BetSports, but I'm really talking about with a team. With a team. No, I, the, the schedule is not something that I could probably deal with. I have a wife and she would uh, probably not be the biggest fan of me working 14 hour days for 11 months out of the season. So uh, not something that I'm pursuing, but I, I, I do know that there are a lot of great people doing work on the teams. All right. And you, you came from a consulting environment. You were telling me in our production environment. So the yep. production meeting. So, you know, I would have imagined you probably could have made more money in your previous job. Not necessarily, but you could have. Was that something, did your wife really supportive of the, uh, of the move? She was um, the the salary bump without, without getting into too much detail. I, I didn't end up uh, losing any. I actually make more money now than in the the consulting firm. So it was a, a win win on all fronts. Okay, because that sounds like it, that would be a quality of life move. I would have thought that consulting often will, will will pay more, but have those same kind of horrible days. You know, yeah. when whenever you don't want them, <laughs> so. right. All right. Sam, a pleasure talking football with you and really appreciate you coming on. You're welcome anytime. The next time you have an interesting study and uh, uh, tell folks where else they can find your work. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Hoppin. I'll have a a plethora of charts coming out during the the regular season. And I also do some writing on 444.com, which is a site that Betsperts owns as well. So you can check out some of my uh, more fantasy football and betting related content on there as well. All right. Outstanding, Sam. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. I'll get back to you very quickly. Uh, always love to hear people who are passionate about football and Ravens topics. Uh, Sam, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.